Hello, friends. Uh, very excited to host this short masterclass for you. I believe that it's going to be of enormous value, especially for the future forward female. Just a few days ago, I actually recorded a podcast that got a number of my uh, coaching clients and friends reaching out and saying, hey, DDK, you were just in my thoughts and you were in my experience sharing about what I have coined uh, strength shaming. Strength shaming is this many times very unconscious but powerful um, response that people will give to a very strong personality, especially a woman, where you are made to feel like the strong is wrong and your own is too much and this is for women who are very intense, who are driven, who have strength of soul and have what you call a, a strong personality. They have agency, they know what they want, they go for it. And sometimes they will not take no for an answer. They have high standards for excellence and make a demand for things to be done uh, the right way, right? It's a gift, it's a blessing to be able to push past the tribal stereotypes and to push past the expectations of other people to still be able to be yourself. That's a blessing, you see, but I know that so many women have lost their voice and they've lost their agency. They've lost the capacity to show up fully as themselves because they've been criticized, they've been strength shamed, and they've been told to back off. And so many times women learn to power they learn to be quiet in the room, even when they feel differently. Now, can I even talk about something that I know many female leaders have experienced and is, is leadership trauma. It's, it's, it's a type of trauma that you experience when people that you lead um, refuse to respond appropriately to your calling out for them to show up with excellence, right? And the too many scenarios is not at the heart of what I want to share today, but it's a phenomenon that many female leaders have experienced where you've been uh, sort of, you know, socially criticized as beachy or difficult or too tough. You see, because you're leading a vision, you're leading a team, you're a manager, you know, someone um, who has to, determine outcomes, performance outcomes for others. And when you are asking for excellence, asking for the right things to be done, asking for the right standards to be embraced, you could have team members who really, really begin to make you feel like you're creating toxicity in the environment for simply saying no to mediocrity and no to averageness. And I know that recently on social media, we had this um, outrage of you know, toxic bosses, but I'm telling you that there is actually such a phenomenon as toxic employees and toxic team members who will approach every performance conversation, every radical feedback, you see every honest feedback on their work, you see with emotional fragility, they're going to say you're being tough, they're going to say it's an attack on that person, you see they want to earn they want the benefits of being within that institution system or partnership with that vision, but they don't want to show up fully. And they always want the excuses that they make for their own averageness to just be shut down the truth of a leader. If it's a man who's doing it, I feel like society lets them get away with it for longer. But if it's a woman who's doing it, she's bitchy, she's difficult, you see, 
um, she's tough. And if she's unmarried, it's because she's not married. So she's not happy. She's frustrated. And we all have these biases and stereotypes, these unhealthy labels that have been passed down to us from others. And we sometimes unconsciously project that same unkind um, bias on, on strong female, on sometimes those we call alpha females. And my conversation today is to the future for a female who is strong, intense, intentional, has agency, carries a vision, doesn't take no for an answer, and has a bust of energy to change the world. The conversation today is to you because you are actually in the minority and it's important that we don't lose you. It's important you don't lose your voice. It's important you don't lose your capacity to show up fully. It's important you don't lose your strength. It's important you don't back down from what you truly believe and your pursuit to design a vision and a life that you believe with all your heart is what is worth doing and worth living for. I know that there are many wives who have experienced strength shaming from their husbands. There are many women who've experienced it from their spiritual leaders. There are even people who've experienced it from their parents and even their friends, where it's seemingly uh, casual and it's playful, but it still stings. You're having a conversation, you're expressing yourself, and then someone is like, chill out. <laughs> so you're vibrating. It's not every time, just calm down. And you really start to take calming down as the way to be. Do you see this? Now, it's important for you to learn how to modulate your strength. It's important for you to learn how to leverage your feminine energy and how to just constantly test the temperature of the impact that your strength is having on others and be able to adjust that way. I don't want you to lose your strength, but I want to teach you in this masterclass how to leverage your strength, how to channel your energy, and how to escape strength shaming. Okay, so let's go right into it. I hope that the introduction I've offered you helps you really get a sense of um, who this conversation is for, what it's about, and what you can do with it going forward, okay? So how do I modulate my strength? How do I channel my energy? I feel like I'm really qualified to have this conversation because I am a strong, I'm a strong female leader. Um, I have a lot of agency. I have intensity. I move in the direction of my predominant convictions and I execute rapidly on my vision. You see, I'm aware that that's going to get some people uncomfortable sometimes, but because I have really used the principles I will show you today, I believe that I've been able to build powerful and meaningful relationships, show the love that I have in my heart without having to back down on who I am. Okay, so let's dive right into it today. Number one, you have to understand yourself. You have to understand your strength. You have to understand the impact that you have on others, the effect that your strengths have on others. You have to understand the spectrum of your strength and what can throw you off to the extremes where you are now creating an unsettling effect on other people. It's important. This is the beginning. When we grow self-awareness, we actually open up a vista of possibilities in our lives. Self-awareness changes your life because it gives you mastery. Anyone who has mastery 
over any uh, anything. Uh, you know, anyone who has mastery over anything is really able to unlock the possibilities that exist within that thing. You understand this? So if you're going to unlock the greater possibilities that exist within your strength and it's going to convert, it's going to become profitable, it's going to be a blessing to you and to the world, then it's important for you to master yourself. So we start off with self-awareness onto self-mastery. And that is really about starting with understanding you. In my coaching membership, Immersina Circle, I consistently teach my women to go on a journey of unveiling who they are. I say that you should actually get a PhD in yourself. It's one of the most powerful adventures you'd ever get on in your life. And it's going to change you and then change the world around you. I've often recommended taking the Clifton Strength Assessment by Gallup. It's one of the most robust um, psychometric assessments that really uncover your strengths to you and teach you how you typically show up. So you start with understanding yourself. What drives me? What triggers me? What gets me uncomfortable? What moves me into a zone where I could be lashing out or I could be... Um, stretching the demands that I'm placing on other people too much? When do I get too intense that I could break boundaries in my relationships unconsciously? What are the things that could make me want to take the driver's seat? And how can I really channel that energy? You see, this? so it's important for you to understand yourself. A book that I heartily recommend on the journey to your self-discovery is actually Believe Bigger. Believe Bigger by Marshall Evans. And maybe you, you, you then move on to 100 Days of Believing Bigger. It's a surprising resource in self-awareness, in self-growth, self-mastery, onto really unveiling your uniqueness in a way that serves the world, you see, and doesn't harm others, you see. So it's, you want to go on that journey, take the Clifton Strength Assessment, you know, begin to really read resources that help you unveil your strength helps you really know you like you're taking, um, you know, uh, an academic inquiry, like you're researching on, on your superpowers and on the things that make you who you are. And then as you get on that journey of self-discovery, self-awareness, self-growth, onto self-mastery and the revelation about your purpose and what stands you out, your calling, your assignment, your mandate, your giftings, your passion everything about you. I actually have a whole framework called the Press Me Model through which I actually teach you the greatest empires of your personhood. And it's sitting in one of my epic coaching bootcamp called Unbundling the Deep Earth. Any woman who's worth her weight in gold should actually jump on that program. Um, and the link is right there for you to check it out and determine if it's what you want to do at this time epic, brilliant, and we have a powerful support community for so many uh, men and women who have actually been a part of the program. Anyway, you need to recognize what are the empires. There are actually 12 empires of your personhood. And then as you get on that journey, the next big thing is to begin to check the effect that your strength has on others. Check the effect that your strength has on others. Carefully begin to observe, ask for feedback, check out what people say to you about how you make them feel when they're around you. 
You might have people say, you make me want to go for my vision. You make me believe in myself, you're a catalyst. At the same time, you might have people say to you, yeah, you drive me and I love it, or you don't want to stop sometimes. You see, your feedback often comes like an attack on my person. You could hear that. It feels like an attack on my person, you see, and I feel like I'm not good enough. So you really start to check this effect, you know, that you are having on other people and you use it to actively regulate um, the way that you show up. And I'm going to show you a number of things that can help you with that regulation, that modulation. Number two, it's important for you to recognize the circles of influence. This is all around social intelligence. People are not against you. They are just for themselves. So there is this inherent selfishness that everybody has. They are after their own interest and they're constantly asking consciously or subconsciously, what is in it for me? So even in your relationships, people are there for something. And I know that you're going to have people say to you, no, I'm just here for you. I love you. Uh, and that sounds really good and mushy, but there's something in it for others in all manner of social relationships that we have. And so as a first-class female leader, you actually have to grow your relational IQ, your relational intelligence, and you have to grow your um, social intelligence, your ability to really read in between the lines of relationships, recognize the boundaries that are set, and understand the invisible circles of influence that exist. One of the most unflattering things that a strong female can do is to, for example, give feedback to a person who you don't have that line of influence or line of command or line of relationship with. You don't want to give unsolicited feedback. It's classless and it's crass. And I've seen people do that. There are some female leaders who become maybe bloated by their own successes or you know, the impact they have and they don't recognize what those lines are anymore. Because a person is younger to you, doesn't mean you have the authority or the right to, for example, have a conversation you will with your protege. Do you see this? So it's really important to grow your relational IQ, your social intelligence, and to understand the circles of influence. You see, I have met male spiritual leaders who try to have a conversation with a female congregants as though, that, as though she was their wife. Do you see this? It's not acceptable. That's a circle of influence mismanagement. You are my pastor, you're not my husband. You're their pastor, you're not their husband. Do you see this? And I know that culture and religion has already done a lot of damage, blurring the lines uh, and the boundaries that are supposed to exist within circles of influence. But if you want to grow your elegance, you want to grow um, your ability to have influence that people give to you willingly, it's really important for you to know who is who in your life. Now, even in friendships, do you know it's important to really begin to study the different relationships you have in your life and the body language, the posture that your friends have to feedback, to visionary, um, inspiration, like challenging them to go for their goals, um, you, you have to understand that because someone is your friend, you still have to test the waters, ask for permission, and really understand how they want you to show up and how far they want you to go. 
in your ability to be yourself with them and to serve them with your strength and all the great things that you could be doing in those relationships. So you've got to recognize who your mentors are, who your proteges are. You've got to recognize who your friends are and who your inner circle, your inner core, are, your sisters, your brothers. You've got to recognize who your spiritual leaders are. You've got to recognize the line of command within the corporate arena. If you're in a career, you're professional, you have to recognize the different circles of influence going on within the world of work. Do you see this? And sometimes you might be higher on the line of command to a person, but you might discover that they have greater influence than you. And that modulates and regulates your approach. You don't lose your voice, but you, you modulate how you show up. And I'm going to still show you a number of things that can help you do that. One of the greatest things that you do within uh, social intelligence and relational IQ, when you're sort of seeking to show up in your relationships with your strength, your agency, your intentionality, your intensity, and the things that make you you, one of the greatest things that you do when you start to analyze and interpret appropriately the different circles of influence in your life is to ask the question, um, how does this person see me? And what does their perception give me access to? Do you see this? What does their perception give me access to? How do they see me? What do they expect of me? And what are the boundary lines that have been drawn in those relationships or the boundaries drawn in those relationships um, that should impact on how I show up? So I'm going to give you an example. If I step into a partnership with a person, it's not something that I do very quickly and very careful, thoughtful about you know, what I do with partnerships. Uh, but if I step into a partnership with a person that I am working with for the first time, um, based on maybe allied strengths and competencies that could bring us together, beyond all the legality that goes into um, starting that partnership and what you know, the roles and responsibilities are, one of the things I will be doing a lot is I will be asking questions. I will be flipping my feedback into questions. Now, if I will give a feedback, for example, to my, um, maybe my COO in one of my businesses, and I will say to them, hey, I think that we should approach this transaction differently, or this model should be revisited because I'm not sure it's getting us where we want to go. And here are resources that I recommend so that we can begin to open our minds to those possibilities. Now that's the feedback, it's clean, it's well said, and we still talk about communication. It's what it is, just an excellent pathway of sharing my thoughts with that COO. If I got into a partnership, even if it was 50-50, right? And even if it was 80-20 and I was on the 80% side, I would flip the feedback into a lot of questions. Hey, I've just been looking at um, our results over the course of the last few months, and I'm wondering what your thoughts are about if this is really serving us, if it's working out the best, and if we are exploring the model that can deliver the highest profitability. Is there anything you're thinking about? How should we be looking at it? Do you feel like we're on track? I will be asking a lot of questions, you know, that wrap into those conversations exactly what I'd love to say to them. Do you see this? And I find myself winning with uh, putting my thoughts and 
my feedback into questions, active questioning, and then carefully and humbly listening um, for what the person has to say to me, right? Number three, let's talk about feminine energy, elegant conversation, um, compassion, respect, class. Every future fourth female really needs this one. Every first class female leader, every visionary woman, whether by nature you are strong and boisterous or by personality you're reserved, you're calm, whatever it is, this is an acquired competence, do you see? Because speaking softly doesn't mean that you're an excellent communicator. The goal of excellent communication is to pass across meaning. Do you understand this? To be able to express yourself in a way that delivers the relevant associated meaning that you intend to the other person and for you to understand the, the paradigm and, and where they're standing on the matter as well. So is this very powerful, simple, elegant, two-way uh, uh, path, you know, for, for transmitting meaning and eliciting understanding. And so this isn't about talking calmly, it's about excellent communication. One of the things you're going to need as a strong woman in particular is the ability to learn the tone, the pitch, the choice of words, the timing, the body language, and the invisible cues that go into being able to express yourself in a way that is not an eruption of emotions, an eruption of intensity, <laughs> but is a, a disciplined, cognitive, mature ability to elicit meaning. You see, even when you're hot, even when you're passionate, even when you're excited, now, we don't always get this right, but we can become intentional at progressing on that path intentionally, progressing on that path purposefully. So take the courses if you need to take them. I've got a beloved friend, Ayofe Waluju. She is the lead coach at Points Diction, and you should be talking to her, taking a course from her. If you want to build your capacity to infuse excellence into your communication. You should also check out Bodan Tyro's The Refined Lady um, program of, you know, she's got courses in there. She's got masterclasses that will really begin to help you tune into your feminine energy a bit more. One of the things that is said about strong women is that they lean into their masculine energy too much over time. And if you start to lean into your feminine energy, there is a way that you will sound there's a way you vibe, there's a way you will speak that um, can achieve greater results for you. Your energy will be well-channeled. You'll be a positive, powerful, respected, and influential female leader. And that's who you want to be. One of the jokes that I make often when I'm asked, like, uh, I would say one of my most intriguing personal testimonies is, despite how strong I am and all of the inner strength that I carry, and how I want things done a certain way, I have never, you know, I've never had to raise my voice. Um, but my husband, never, you see, <laughs> never, you know, never had this altercation where I'm losing my cool and throwing things. And I'm not judging anybody. I'm not judging anybody. I just want to say something with that. And we've had very, very divergent views on issues, right? Yet, 
I'm able to navigate those very difficult conversations with class, with grace, and with a sense of personal respect. People think that we don't talk back at people or shout at them because uh, we respect them. You can respect a person and still break those important um, you know, rules of compassion and honor. And I've done that. That's happened to me. That's happened to maybe a lot of you. And don't worry, you'll be fine. You can, you can undo that wrong as you go forward. But what I find is what really helps you be that person um, who is able to show up with class, respect, and honor is first self-respect. It's the way that you want to be. It's the way you want to be remembered. It's the effect you want to have. It's a person you choose uh, to be and to show up as. And that's powerful, right? So you, we invest in it intentionally. We learn how to show up in a boardroom. We learn how to speak at meetings where there are very many divergent views and interests. You see this? And the moment we really start to catch ourselves that way, it becomes the game changer on the path to modulating our strengths and channeling our energy, right? And I'm going to hide something right under this fourth point I've shared with you about elegant communication, leveraging of feminine energy. Something in there is really to start to stick to purpose, but question the approach. If you're going to be able to use communication effectively, you stick to purpose, but you question the approach. So you start to say to yourself, what do I want out of this conversation? Or what do I want out of this negotiation? What do I want out of this transaction? What do I want out of this leadership experience or mentorship experience, whatever it is? And then you start to say, what are my natural acquired strategies for responding or for showing up um, to get what I want? If I want to get what I want, I'm going to drive people. <laughs> That's my natural acquired strategy. That's what I have used a lot. But as I continue to grow up the ladder, started to lead businesses, hire more people who are senior uh, team members, and generally also even grew as a ministry leader, I started to ask myself, you know, yeah, I want to get results, but what other ways could I get results? And then I started to co-create. I move past driving people to the vision I've seen and the outcome I want, you see, and maybe we treat this as number five, you see. So let's separate it so that you can own this wisdom and you can use it. Number five, stick with the purpose, but start to question the approach. Many times we are just showing up through learned behavior. And learned behavior is just a product of habits. It means you can learn new habits, and you can show up in a new way every time. So you start to ask yourself, how can I stick with the purpose that I want to achieve, but actually change the approach so that the effect I'm having is different? Can I move from driving people to, to get the vision done or to get the tasks accomplished, the goals achieved? And can I transition to co-creating with them, gaining buy-in, and building how the work will be done. Even when I have just my own blueprint and I know how it's going to work, but can I start to show them the what and build the why or the how with them? And that buy-in, that ownership could really grow their willingness to go the long haul without being coerced, without having to be driven all the time by this external force. So if I gain buy-in, maybe it can get them out of inertia and I've found that to work. 
a lot of times, but not all the time, you see. Another thing that I have actively explored is if I want something or I have feedback or something is unclear or I'm not okay with something, I want to have a conversation. Hey, let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about it. But I gradually started to see that every time I stepped away and I used objective detachment from the situation, and I use this even in my parenting with my children, and I thought about it and created meaning and associated meaning to the event. 90% of the time, when I ultimately have a conversation, if I determine that the conversation should be had, but sometimes you start to find you actually don't have to have the conversation, right? If I determine that a conversation has to be had, my God, the approach is different. The vibe is different. The outcome many times is different. So can we start a question our approach? And can we start to say there are other ways to get the same outcome? What other ways should I be exploring? And then take responsibility for pursuing those possibilities, okay? That was nice sounding, fine. <laughs> okay, I wanna let you know, if you don't, that I actually have a mastermind for C-suite leaders, visionary women, first class female leaders, called the Future Forward Mastermind, Future Forward Female Mastermind. It's buzzing right now. We're currently in a coaching cycle. You get to be able to join us in a few months when we open again. But what I think you should start off with, if you haven't already, to catch on with the insights that I have been teaching and the five-part protocol for greatness for any woman who is going to be in the front lines of change, impact, and abundance this decade is to, is to take three courses. There are three programs that I heartily recommend that you go after. The first is the Future for Female Intensive. You need this one. I beg you, don't, don't, don't joke with it. So go find the Future for Female Intensive. The link is showing right now, and it's going to really bring a lot of answers to how you can create a system of growth in your life that shifts you to the next level of your leadership. The second, um, is the Vision in 2022 Retreat. This coaching retreat is a seven-part program. Oh my God, anyone who wants to harness opportunities this year, this decade, you want to really learn how to personally reinvent yourself for higher possibilities. I'm not kidding. This is no flop. You have to be in there. The testimonials have been breathtaking already. So jump into Vision in 2022 Coaching Retreat the link is over on the screen right now for you. And just write me back. Let me know what it's doing to you. If you feel like you are at a level when you, where you want to give momentum to your mission, you are a, a senior leader, you've got this huge vision that you want to clarify or you want to launch it or you want to build it out into an institution or you want to scale it, then you should actually get into my year-long accelerator program. It's my highest tier breakthrough coaching intervention. It's a game changer. Uh, we're opening in a few days and you should just check it out. Okay, these are key investments that we have to intentionally make if we know that we're going somewhere great. Okay, 
So I've shared with you, you've got to understand yourself, your strength and the effect you're having on others. You've got to recognize circles of influence. You've got to communicate with elegance and grace and you've got to lean into your feminine energy. You've got to, um, what have I shared with you again? You've got to stick with the purpose and question the approach, okay? Now I'm going to give you two more things that you can be doing to modulate your strength and start to close this masterclass out. Now, the next thing I really encourage that you should begin to pay a lot more attention to is invest in a heart devoid of guile. Invest in a heart devoid of nonsense. Invest in a heart devoid of gossip, of resentment, jealousy, envy, anger. And I've got a whole huge program <laughs> that I created to help people, men and women, get on what I call a heart world. It's, it's this very soul and spirit deep clinical exposure to the kind of light and love that purges you from inside out. If love is in your heart, it's always going to vibe out. If love is in your heart, it's always going to change the world. It's always going to be felt by others. When love stands side by side with strength, it becomes a combusted blessing that impacts you, impacts your family, impacts your community, impacts the world around you. Every time I've encountered a strong, driving, intense person without love, it just left a sour taste in the mouth. And you could tell very quickly that they're hurting, you see, and they're projecting their own, their own self-animosity on the world. So invest in that kind of heart. I've got two books that I want to recommend for you. If you would love to go on this journey of heart work, alongside the heart work course, what I want to recommend is number one, The 40 Day Soul Fast by Dr. Cindy Train, my mentor, is going to transform your life. And if you feel like you're dealing with a lot of shame, guilt, identity, distortion, and hurt, then you should go to The Search for Significance by Robert Murphy. I have shared this particular book maybe for about seven years now. This has changed my life, and it can do the same for you. My final sharing today with you is actually on serving with your strength. Serve with your strength. What is it that you're great at that you can bring to the table, your energy, your push, your drive, your strategy, your strategic thinking, your problem solving, your visionary acumen, your money management expertise, the things that you have that could be a threat to others sometimes, flip it and break that alabaster box be a blessing. Be a blessing in your local assembly. Stop powering. Stop drawing back and saying, they're going to be like my own is too much. The world is short-staffed with genuine, passionate, gifted leaders who show up and serve with humility and sacrifice. Be one of those people. You see, serve with your strength. Show up with what makes you powerful and don't do it because, well, you want to profit from your passion. Don't do it because, you know, you want to get a thank you. All of those things actually come with being this kind of person. But if you have your motivation right and love is your operating system, serve with your strength and be a blessing to the world. Okay. I've had a phenomenal time just sharing with you today. I hope that you have had as well. Leave me your thoughts, your questions in the comment segment. 
And I think the final thing I'll be leaving you with is actually to join my mailing list. I'm constantly sharing with visionary men and women, simple but pragmatic coaching insights that can elevate your personal transformation and performance. Okay, I will see you soon. Until then, use the resources we've shared with you. Check out the courses, take your action points and actually begin to work with these insights. Remember to share this video with every strong visionary woman that you know as a celebration of the gift they carry for our world. And I will see you soon.